Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fun-filled, soothing conversation on the Blue Ribbon Podcast. We got a lot to update you on. Soothing. Yeah, we saw the first comment popped up, waiting for another one of Larry's soothing monologues. So apparently, they start drinking early on Easter Sunday. I guess um, so. I guess. <laughs> so, did Easter Bunny leave you anything today? Uh, no, no. I, uh, well, a Dodge pickup truck. She told me that's all I'm allowed to have for the next three birthdays and Easter's and Christmases. So I'm all out. Uh, so, uh, this episode, uh, we're going to talk about some numbers. We're going to talk about keeping score and ask the question, how do you measure up? Larry's been diving into the ATBS numbers. I guess he attended the, uh, was it the webinar on there? Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll get you caught up on what we've been doing. So the, um, we've had a great response to the, uh, mentoring program. Um, gotten lots of, uh, got lots of feedback and talked to a lot of people and really excited about the future of that program. We had a live event about three weeks ago, uh, orientation for a new driver. And we had some mentoring, um, candidates that joined us and we had, man, we had a great time. We had a couple of days of just hanging out and learning. Um, it was a really, really fun time. We're looking forward to doing more of those. Two full um, days of Larry's soothing monologue. <laughs> two, yeah, two full days of Larry's soothing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah it was, that's why we haven't had a podcast, by the way. We have been slammed since oh. that live event. I mean, it has been – we get four or five applications a day, and I know some of you guys think we've forgotten you, but we have just been slammed, not to mention the fact that we're busy. And we added yeah. another – we're getting ready to add three more drivers in the next two weeks. So it's, uh, it's a little bit busy here at blue ribbon. So yeah, not complaining, not complaining, just stating a fact and, um, got some additional trucks that we're bringing on and, um, it's all good. Yeah. It's, all yeah, it's good. been incredibly busy. Of course, I'm still driving full time and, uh, you know, and have a wife and three kids at home. So, you know, and I'm, it, still, and I'm still not <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, if you've sent emails, if you put in applications, be patient with us. Uh, we're trying to get through them all. Um, but you know, we've got a growing fleet and I took my 14 year old daughter with me on the road for the first time. Uh, it was that week before last. And she was like, dude, you're on the phone all day long. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, I get done with one call and it rings right again. And, um, you know, putting out one fire and getting ready for another one and, so yeah, uh, what we do get a fleet. They said it'll be fun. Yeah, um, it is fun. We we enjoy what we do, um, but w- why we get busy? So <clears throat> I guess why don't you? Uh, unless you got anything else on the follow up from uh, past events, uh, go ahead and dive into this webinar you you, okay. you attended. All right. Well, um, we're all about the numbers here, uh, as you know we strong advocates for running a business like a business. And the only way you can track your business is with empirical data. And, um, the facts don't lie. People do (laughs) my favorite saying one of them. (laughs) Data doesn't lie. Only drivers do. So, um, it was interesting. Um, I think everybody realized we're on extended, 
uptick cycle right now. Um, it's, it's extended by the fact that the pandemic did not hurt trucking. It basically was a boom to trucking. Yeah. <clears throat> if you could work, if you could stick through it. Interesting though, we've had several applications this week of people that didn't manage to stick through it and now want to put their toe back in the water. So yeah. we'll, we'll deal with that. But here's the, um, I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it was, it was over an hour. We're not going to do that. I'll hit the high spots. Okay. Um, just to let you know, ATBS is probably the single largest accounting firm for independent owner operators. Uh, they say 20,000. Now <clears throat> that number is interesting to me. Um, Chris, what would you say the number of owner operators in business are? I mean, just a oh. while within a million. Okay. It's hundreds of thousands, but have to be. So 20,000, although it's a big number, is a fraction of the number of people who are, quote, owner-operators, independent contractors in business. So, and they're the biggest. Now, as far as a, um, as far as a sampling, a sample group or sampling, it is a very, very large sampling. So the, the numbers are, carry a lot of weight. Because the sample size is so big, you know, I mean, surveys are done with a hundred people, 200 people. And, you know, the, the, the margin of error is plus or minus 4%. Okay. Uh, with a sample size of 20,000, the margin of error would be very, very small. So yeah, uh, you statistical students out there. So, so anyway, let's, 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 uh, Think about, though, I want you to think about these numbers. I want you to think about the 20,000 people who pay ATBS to do their books. Uh, What do you think about the people who don't even have books and don't pay anybody to do them? I I just wonder how their numbers will compare. So just, just put that on the back burner. Let's come back to that, okay? So these are the people that are willing to pay to know their numbers. And here's what these numbers are, okay? You're going to be really, really, really impressed, okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Miles driven, for those of you that think that's important, was up 3%. These are 2020 numbers versus 2019, okay? Okay. Now, we all know. What, month, what month would this be from 19 to 20? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be year to date. I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know that. Okay. I'm assuming it's going to be well, year I'm to one, date. Year I guess year, I'm so. wondering, March is when you do your corporate return. So maybe they're just saying March to March. Maybe. Could be. Could be. That's probably a good assumption. But I, I don't know the answer to that, honestly. And it doesn't really matter. It's year over year. So it doesn't really right. matter. It okay? includes the pandemic. It includes the pandemic, for sure. Yeah. Even if it was March to March, it would include the pandemic. If it's year to year, it would include the pandemic. So it really doesn't right. matter. So. Gotcha. Miles was up 3%. The average number of drive-in miles was 108,000 miles driven in 2020. Okay. Now, listen, they had all these broken down into flatbed and reefer, and I bet, you know, we don't do that. So I'm going to just strictly speak about drive-in, okay? And, and for the most part, drive-in was in the middle of everything. Reefer right. was on one side, flatbed was on the other, drive-in was typically in the middle for everything that we talked that they talked about. 
And by the way, if you want to hear this, it is available in a in a replay mode from it. You can just log on ATBS and and I'll drop a link to it in the uh, okay. And it show notes. Uh, it, you can listen to it if you've got an hour you don't want to ever get back. So, um, revenue per mile was down nine cents a mile. Now that's probably because of the pandemic. Uh, the average dry van was a buck thirty-six a mile for twenty twenty. Okay, their numbers, not mine. Okay, I can only remember taking a dollar thirty-six a mile in the months of April and May, but right, we'll leave that alone. Okay, <clears throat> so the average owner-operator leased to a carrier. Um. Their break-even was fifty cents a mile. Um, fifty. Fifty cents a mile was their break-even. But not is that is that not profit or I don't understand break-even. What do they mean by break-even? Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I gotta think about that for a minute. Do they have profit listed? Yeah. As a yeah, yeah. Yeah. I probably was taking a phone call about that time. I just wrote it down. I don't have the context, but you can listen to it. I'm on the phone qu- quite a bit too. Right. So the average upcycle is twelve to eighteen months. Now we've been on one since twenty eighteen, right? Yep. This is now twenty twenty one. With the exception of three about three months last year, we've been on an extended up cycle. The average down cycle is three to four years. Yep. So the average owner operator revenue was one hundred and fifty four thousand dollars last year. And I did the math. That's twenty nine hundred and sixty one dollars a week. Okay. Fuel cost was down last year, 12, 12 cents a gallon lower because fuel so cheap last year. Right. The average owner operator spent 21% of revenue on fuel. Oddly enough, the miles per gallon was up a half a mile per gallon. That is interesting. Now they talked a lot about that. And what they concluded was it wasn't necessarily that the trucks got better fuel mileage. Everybody was home locked down and you could drive through Dallas and not just the break. So the, um, yeah, traffic, traffic was, was much, down. much more efficient because there wasn't as much lost time idling and sitting in traffic. So that's what they're attributing that half mile per gallon to. So the average miles, miles per gallon for the uh, average owner was went from six and a half to seven last year. That's respectable. Yes. Now here's one you'll like. The average truck payment was 2,400 bucks a month. Wow. The average maintenance was 
average $11,379 for the year. Average. That's about okay. 11 to 12 cents per mile. That's average right. maintenance cost. So the average cost between truck and maintenance last year for the for the average owner operator is 35 cents a mile. So if you have a truck payment and the maintenance, 35 cents a mile is what the average was last year. They went on and talked about some other expenses. Uh, insurance, um, again, lease to carrier, so don't really get too much into the the crazy insurance costs that, that uh, I think I know what the break even means. If you take that 35 cents for truck payment and maintenance and you add the other stuff, insurance, deductions, yada, 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 cell phone, probably 50 cents a mile plus fuel. Yeah. Like your break even is, is 50 cents plus your fuel. Plus your cost. fuel. That I would, that uh, that's that's going to be my guess. I think you're right. <clears throat> So the net income, and this was a big deal, it went up 7% last year to $67,750, the average owner-operator. So his, the income, the revenue was one fifty four, and the net income average was $67,750. On an average, 108,000 miles. On 108,000 miles. And this is the... 62 cent a mile. And again, rates are... Who's complaining about rates right now, right? Who complained about rates last year except for March, April, May? Right. <clears throat> Now, if you're a Landstar BCO, I, I'm just trying to understand why. Um, I, I'm just trying to understand these numbers, and yeah, here, here's 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 my take on this, and and. You, I think you'll remember us talking to a couple of people that said this exact thing. I really don't want to make that much money. How many times have we heard that in the last couple of weeks? A couple of times, yeah. You see, right now it's your choice whether to make money or not because it's out there. I, you can choose not to make it, not to take it. You can choose to do what everybody else does and make $67,000. The average company driver last year made $63,000 with no risk, no truck payment, benefits. Yeah. So here's what here's what concerns me. I just don't want to make that much money. 
Well, okay. That's good. What happens when the extended bubble cycle is over and now we're in a three to four year average down cycle? And it's not your choice whether or not you want to make that much money or not. Right. Think maybe you wish you'd gone back and made a little more when you could to get through the next three or four years when you might not? Well, here, I'm, I'm going to play a devil's advocate on that. <clears throat> Knowing what I know now at Landstar with a paid-for truck, I could make $67,750 as a BCO and work six months. Mm-hmm. You know, I could either go bust my ass for six months and then set for six months and make $67,750. Or I could work two days a week, you know, part-time, basically, you know, just something every week. But then have the ability to stand on the gas if I needed to. You know, that that's supposed to be that lure of Landstar or that lure of being an owner-operator, you know, mm-hmm. of, well, I have the freedom. You certainly do. You have the freedom to fail. You have the freedom to succeed. So I think we we can we can look at this because on ATB I never used them right. Um, I don't really know. Why. I don't have a good reason. Like I I, I never thought. Well, yeah, screw those guys. Um, but I do wonder is there a the person that uses ATBS, are they, are they more, um, are they more in line with people we're trying to reach that at least understand they need to know the numbers. And so they're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm clueless about everything. So I'll hand this off. I'll, I'll delegate this responsibility to ATBS in exchange for a fee and they'll do the numbers for me. Um, but you know, it's certainly a significant sample size, but um, we we know that there are some owner operators. You're one of them. You know, you've got an accounting system second to none. So you're not in this sample, right? You you and and people like you, as few as they are, are not being measured by ATBS. And there's probably a lot of people being measured by ATBS that are barely hanging on by a thread because when I was at Fleet. They brought ATBS in and said, hey, here, here they are. And they, they explained it all. You know, I had ATBS offered to me as company driver in some scenarios. Um, so we, or me, I guess both of us, my motivation is, is to teach someone how to be, the most productive that they can be, you know, I mean, I, I probably drove a million two in the last 10 years, you know, at the last three years, I really hustled. Um, and I get that there are probably people that are like, well, I don't want to run 135 or 150,000 miles a year. And I get that, you know, but if you're going to run that volume, 
as a BCO, you ought to be making 150, 175 clear profit. You, you know, not $67,750. So like that, it's so hard to put it into like into, into context because if you're running 108,000 miles, you're, you're doing a, you're doing pretty good. What's that? Uh, nine, nine, 8,500 to 9,000 miles a month, probably right at 9,000. So you're full-time, you know, you're running 22, 2,400 miles a week. You're taking some vacation time. 9,000 a month. Okay. 9,000 a month. That's not bad. Um, but I think what where the disconnect is 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 coming into being an owner operator. The freedom is not on first day. The freedom is something that you achieve after you've done the hard work in the beginning, after you've run two or three years ninety mile an hour with your hair on fire and run that hundred and forty hundred fifty thousand miles a year and got everything paid for and 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 filled up all your rainy day funds and now okay now I'm in the mode where I can. If this 67,750 is enough for me to survive, lots of people live on that. Lots of people live on less. So I'm not trying to sit here and say that if 67,750 is your profit, that you've done something wrong. Um, that's, that, that's not the whole picture. But the whole picture is everything. The fuel, the revenue, the utilization, the time you're putting in and where you're trying to get to and what's your five-year goal. What that That's what, you know, I don't want it to sound like I'm going to, you know, take a dump on somebody because they made 67.7. That, that's well, fine. Let, but Well, let me, let me circle back <laughs> and play devil's advocate to that. Okay. These people have a truck payment. They don't have paid for a truck. Right. And what happens... Let's say the bubble is over with at the end of 2021. And for the next three years, we don't have these rates. And you're not making $67,000 at that point in time. See, here's, here's my principle here. Okay. People are doing this right now because they can. It, it's, it's like, People tend to do one of two things when times get good. Okay. They raise their standard of living. So now they're still spending everything they make. Or they get lazy and come to Landstar and get on the early retirement system and work two days a week and make enough to get by. That's not, that's not a smart businessman. Smart businessman, when the cycle is up, extended for three years now, is banking and banking and banking and right. busting his ass and putting and staying on a lifestyle of sixty-seven seven fifty and putting the other sixty-seven seven fifty that you can make and probably should make in the bank. Right. But we don't do that. We don't save money. Okay. Especially truck drivers. Truck drivers hate money. They hate money. They can't stand to have money in their pocket. If they have money, they go buy Chrome. Or they just don't work. Well, it would be interesting to see the trend of, say, 2014 to 2021 and how that 
what that 67 750 look like 14 15 16 17 now the likelihood of anybody being in business that long to actually trend it out is highly we unlikely we know what those numbers are and those are atbs numbers by the way right let me tell you the most interesting thing in this whole this whole one hour thing i'll never ever have another live event that i don't put this on a slide this is todd amon now who's who's the president or whatever of atbs owns it whatever his position is he's been at AP, atbs for 23 years been in trucking for 38 years it's a direct quote Direct quote. I've been in this business 23 years watching people go broke. Yep. Now let's go back to the 20,000 of hundreds of thousands. Now, if 20,000 who pay to have their numbers tracked think enough of having these numbers to pay to have it done. And he's been in business for 23 years watching people go broke. What about the ones that don't pay to have their numbers done? Have no idea what their numbers are. Couldn't tell you one of these things that we yeah. just talked about. Have no uh, idea what percentage of revenue their fuel cost is. Have no idea what their cost per mile is. I love asking people what their fuel mileage is. Oh, it says... <laughs> You know, or they'll send you a picture of that thing on the dash. Oh, so you don't track every every fill, fill up. Well, well, no, no, it's it's right there on the dash. Okay, you know, the same person that hit in a market where you can go out and make a hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars to you, and your seller for sixty seven. So you expect them to track their fuel mileage? Come on. <clears throat> it doesn't matter. Fuel cost was nothing last year. Why well, don't fuel it matter? Right. It's only our number one cost. And I, I was saying about this today. My dad is uh, 81. Um, and I grew up tracking fuel mileage. You know, I mean, he tracked every tank that he's ever bought that since I've been alive. That's 45 years. Um. Now he'll drive 25 miles out of his way to save two cents on gas. And I can't seem to get him to work the math out on that. But, um, <laughs> so when I started driving, it was just totally natural. Like, Oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to write this fuel down and I'm going to check the fuel, you know, but I'm weird that way, I guess, you know, Well, I always wanted to know if my engine was running right. And I knew what I was supposed right. to get. If I didn't track it, how do I know if I've got an air filter stopped up or whatever? You know, I, that's what I always did back when, before I was a trucker, I was just trying to yeah. run a good household, you know? Yeah. You know, I guess what I'm getting at here is that why go to the truck? Why I go to all, you know, I'm all about minimizing risk. Okay. I think everybody understands that, right? right. That's what I'm about. All right. Why go? Why take all of this risk? Why have a $2,400 a month truck payment and make the same thing basically that a company driver makes? I'll tell you why. Because a company driver can't work two days a week and do that. Right. So we want to be an owner operator so we can do our own thing and be our own thing. And we waste all of this opportunity. We waste, let me say it again. 
we waste all this opportunity that we could have made serious money and put it in the bank and have money in the bank. But no. My freedom is more important than that. I'm not going to. Listen. Now, look, I've done this for a long time. You're new to this, this people business thing, okay? We try to dispatch people that we can't control to, to raise their revenue, right? Because the yep. first thing we want to do is raise their revenue so they've got money. What, and what, what do a lot of them say? Well, I, I, I don't. We, we put them on the same loads that we put ourselves on. Same load we put our drivers on. And they don't want to do it. Nope. Too much damn work. Mm-hmm. I'll, 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 I'll do this. Y'all just tell me. Y'all just coach me. I'll, I'll dispatch me. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So now we can tell you how much money you let me not that you're losing, it's just lost opportunity. And I'm going to still maintain that there's going to come a time, if it hadn't already happened in the past, where you could have wished you could have made more money. Yeah. And you let it pass you. Listen, if you didn't kick 2019's ass and your banker is really proud of you right now, you wasted a great opportunity. A great opportunity. You know, I can't get the PPP money. I don't have a single month. Well, that's not exactly true. I don't have a single quarter in 2020 that's lower than 2019. Okay? Mm -hmm. I really don't have a month because the month with the pandemic, we added the truck. So I had more trucks this year than I had last year. I don't have a single, I have a single week this year. That we did that was more than twenty than twenty nineteen. You know, not only did we not waste the opportunity, my God, we expanded and still are expanding. Yep. But I'm not wanting to do this forever. We have a ten year plan here to make millionaires. You can't do it. This plan, this plan won't work. This isn't the plan to financial independence. And having money in the bank and being a lender instead of a borrower. See, I don't come at this from trucking. Right. I come at this from business. And it's a, it's a damn shame that people do not understand and, and see this opportunity and satisfy and settle for $67,000 a year net profit when there's people out here making 150 and 200 and the only difference is they don't have a truck payment and they kick it in the ass and they know the numbers and they know how to hold their costs down. Yeah. I mean, I, looking back on my experience, my best year as a BCO, my, my profit was 77, five knowing what I know now that should have been 150. You know, and I really wouldn't have had to work that much harder, you know, um, driving. Right. I mean, there was obviously other stuff I should I needed to be doing, but just in time put in behind the wheel, 
I wouldn't have had to work that much more. I've been in the business 23 years watching people go broke. This is the president of the biggest accounting firm in trucking. That just, that hair on the back of my neck raised up when you said that. I've been in the business 23 years watching people go broke. Well, we know that. 38% of people who come to Landstar are gone in the first year. 38%. Yeah. Okay. We know that now. By the way. By the way, I don't know if we've done an episode yet to correct that number about the six-month thing, yeah. the 60%. We were, we were giving bad information from yeah. an employee at Landstar. Yeah. My, yeah. The, the 60% the reason we it is because we heard it from a Landstar yeah. person. Yeah. And then a bigger Landstar person got a hold of me and said, would you mind correcting me? I know that you want this to be accurate. And I said, hey, I will correct it as soon yeah. as we can. And we did on Facebook the next day, and we're doing the other one right now. Yeah. But still, so the six, 60% in six months is bogus. I thought that was crazy when I heard it. Yeah. I'd always seen 39% annual turnover rate. And that's, that's still what it is. But 38% of first-timers are gone in 12 months. New people are gone in 12 months. Now, um, but we also know that nine out of 10 first time owner operators are gone in two years. Yep. We know that. What was the guy that wanted to come to work for us that had a, had a cascade. He spent $10,000 putting a head on it. And then and the one got, box went out the next week. And a $13,000 one box went out, mm -hmm. you know, instantly. I, I mean, you know. I talked to a guy this week, by the way, he's coming to our next live event, which we're going to talk about in a minute, but he's, he drives for Warner, but he wants to be a fleet owner. He called me because he wants to be a fleet owner. Now I'm not going to use his name and embarrass him. Not that it would, but I just respect his privacy, but All right. he's, I'm, he's, he wants to buy the truck he's driving. And we talked about that. And I said, well, can you write the check? He said, yeah. He said, I can write the check and have twenty or $30,000 left over. I said, cha-ching. Cha-ching. What's he got to pay for that truck? Uh, he doesn't know for sure yet. 24, 25, maybe 30. It's not sure. Um, we're going to talk about it more in a couple of weeks. So, um, He's driven the truck for a couple of years and he's likes it. He likes the truck. Okay. Uh, but I, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not, so I'm not, I'm not bragging about the truck. I'm bragging about the fact that here's a guy. Okay. That's that will go into business with no debt because he's got money. Now we tell people to go into debt. Don't go into debt and buy a $15,000 truck. You know, because we've yet to see a customer not load your truck based on what you paid for it. Right. Now, that let, me, was it. Let, me, let me clarify this, okay? Because we, we take some crap about this right here. And let me, let me just restate our, what, why we do this, what we're in, what we're in business to do. And it's not to tell people who are established and run successful businesses what truck to buy. If you can write a check, I don't care what kind of truck you buy. You, you can buy whatever you want if you can write the check. 
What we're trying to do is to minimize the risk for people who are doing this for the first time. That's it. We're, if you already own a truck, we're not here to poo-poo your truck. But if you haven't bought a truck, we're going to try to help you understand that the less risk you take on, the more likely you'll be here at the end of the year and at the end of two years and at the end of five years and at the end of 10 years. And by then, you should have a, a different truck anyway. So don't misunderstand that we're trying to change the trucking and put everybody in old trucks. That's not what we're trying to do. No. All we're trying to do is make you understand if you're doing this for the very first time and you don't have cash, which nobody does, don't go into debt and buy a $2,400 a month truck. That's stupid. Oh, I'm not supposed to call people that. I'm sorry. We got in trouble for using retarded and moron stupid. I'm sorry. Some of this is stupid, moronic, yeah, stupid. Okay. Well, I, when I was, when I had my daughter with me, you know, she's heard lots of vocabulary terms all over her life, trucking terms. <laughs> I bet well, she has some of those too. I know her daddy, <laughs> especially in the last 12 months, you know, uh, uh, but as we're riding around, and, you know, we're in a 2000, what's it, 2001? We're in a 2001 truck. You know, and the natural questions came about, well, <clears throat> well, why this old truck? You know, and I'm like, well, um, because it's paid for, you know, and it's, uh, um, not efficient. <laughs> uh, but, I said, you know, we, we've, you've, we've backed into a dock now, right? Yeah. Yeah. You and need, I said, you need to clarify that part. Cause there's people listening to this going, why are you driving a truck? Not efficient. <clears throat> uh, well, we have a truck that we operate for a friend that we would never buy in a million years. The 2001 classic XL 120 with an 84 inch bunk. And it is glorious. It, it, I <laughs> love driving it, but it's, it was Chris's Christmas bonus for me. Okay? Right. Yeah. Um, and it's a, <laughs> it's a dream to drive, but it passed everything, but a fuel station. So, um, I got it up to 5.9 though, by God, uh, from yeah, five, is. four or whatever it was. But so, you know, this is her first, she's her first ever experience in trucking. And so I back into a dock and they load the trailer and, and I said, you know, so if you're the customer that's paying for the freight, do you care? what kind of truck is, is pulling the trailer. And she was like, well, I don't, I don't know. And I'm like, well, did they ever see the truck? Well, no, they, they saw the inside of the trailer. I'm like, yes, that's right. So the idea that the person that's hiring you, that wants you to safely, efficiently haul their freight, they don't care what the power unit looks like. Doesn't matter. They never see it. Um, but, you know, I've got a bunch of tools out in my shed and some of them are rusty and they still turn the bolt. You know, um, I don't have any snap-ons, but I've got a bunch of craftsmen's and I've also got a bunch of Harbor Freight tools, you know. And if you're starting out, you're much better off to go to Harbor Freight and buy your tools to get started until you can save up the money to 
you know, buy that snap on stuff. Uh, but, you know, I, un at least I understand and comprehend the truck driver thing. Larry doesn't. And, and which is fine. Oh, uh, I comprehend it very well. well yeah. I just don't agree with it. Right. Um, I, I'm no, I'm not slamming truck drivers. I am one. I was one. Yeah. It's just, I don't understand the rationalization right. for, for being a poor businessman because I'm a trucker. Okay. Right. That makes no sense to me and I will never accept that. Okay. So go ahead. So I watched, <clears throat> I'm, uh, watching this YouTube channel and the, they, they got to move some cars. And, um, so there's another company trucking company. that also has a YouTube channel and, um, it, they bring in this car hauler. I mean, this thing is, I mean, gorgeous. I, it, I bet you it's a $300,000 truck. You know, the paint job on it was probably 50 grand. And it's got all these fancy lights and it's a glider and it's 700 horsepower and it's 3000, you know, pound foot of torque and all, and they got a fleet of them. And I couldn't help but think, man, the, the money that they spend on these pretty trucks and they're gorgeous. I mean, it's breathtaking to look at the paint jobs and all the stuff on these trucks and it's part of their brand. I get that. You know, it's, 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 it gets an attention getter. It's probably part of their marketing. But you can't start there. You no. can't. You just can't do it. You can try, and you'll be one of those uh, 90% that's gone in the first two years, you know. Um, and it's my generation being 45. Uh, we got a lot of that back in the 90s and early 2000s because we saw what our parents built in 30 years, and we're like, oh, we want that right now. And the bankers were like, sure, we'll, we'll put you in debt up to your eyeballs and you can have the exact same standard of living as your parents do, uh, except it took them 40 years to get there. Um, and we bought it hook, line and sinker and were unwilling to live like our parents did in the sixties, you know? Um, but that's what we have to break. And it's the, the, there's a comment here. We're, we'll go through some comments here, but I see one, you know, is a $900 to $1,100 truck payment too much at Landstar? That's subjective. If you make, if you, if you run the business the way we do, can you pay an, a thousand dollar truck payment? Well, yeah, sure. You can, um, you know, if you're, if you're, if your truck's making $250,000 a year, can you afford to spend $12,000 on payments? Yeah. But, but it comes back. But you, we don't know enough to answer that question. I know, but that's a back end loaded question. I know, but, and, and that, but I'm saying you know, numbers, if you're just looking at the numbers, well, sure. I, I can, but that's, that's not the big picture here. It's, it's not to say that you absolutely can never, ever, 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 ever go into debt. That's not the point. The point is to understand how to measure that risk. If you're looking at a thousand dollar truck payment, you're probably looking at a twenty-five dollars to $35,000 truck. What we're trying to get you to understand, if you increase your value as a company driver, adjust your budget at home and get it right. Save up that money in a couple of years 
then the truck payment's not an issue. That that's that's what we're trying to get to because the truck payment, the question about the truck payment means what steps can I skip to get started rather than doing the hard work and being patient and and working at it and and getting to it slowly. That's that's the bigger picture. And if you're going into debt to buy the truck, that means you don't have any money for when it breaks down. Okay. So what do you right. do then? Go into debt again? I, no, I, my answer to that would be no. It's, it, I, it doesn't matter whether you can cover the payment or not. What's the hurry? To come here and have a truck payment and make the same thing or less than you made as a company driver? Just be a better company driver. Save the money. Go pay cash. And then have money in the bank. Then you then Landstar is a beautiful opportunity. Come here and make 150 grand the first year. If you listen to us. Yeah. Or you can come here and struggle. Yep. Cover the truck payment, but then can't cover anything else. See, you have to understand the truck payment, the truck is the easy part of this. I've said it over and over and over. People get hung up about it buying a truck. That's the easy part. If you're yep. having to borrow money to buy a truck, you're missing the whole point. Okay, go back and start over again at 49. And this time, listen, no debt, no debt, money in the bank, minimize risk. The, the number, listen, the numbers don't lie. The data doesn't lie. People do. All right. I had a truck. Oh, but there's people out there making it. You know, I wish there was some kind of light on a truck. Okay. So that when it's going down the road and they they haven't paid taxes in 11 years and they're behind four or five weeks on the truck payment and their wife's about to kick them out because they can't pay their house payment. I wish that that could somehow light up on a truck. So when you can see it going down the road, making it happen, you realize that, yeah, what are they making happen? Just because the truck's rolling down the road doesn't mean it's making any money. Right. Most are not. Okay. I'm I had Get on Sirius XM and listen to how many advertisements are about back taxes. We can fix your back tax. Oh, by the way, it's a scam, by the way. Okay. Yeah, 100%. So we can fix your back taxes. We can, well, how, why, do, why are you not, why do you have a back tax problem? Because you know what? You can borrow you can borrow the money to cover the truck payment, but then you can't pay your taxes. That's important too. That's more important. They'll put you in jail for doing missing that. You miss a truck payment, let's come get it. Get I had it? a twelve you understand I had what a, I'm saying? I had a twelve hundred and seventy five dollar truck payment. That wasn't my problem. I, it, Everything else was my problem, not the truck payment, you know. And if you're um, willing to go in debt to buy a truck, you're willing to go in to make other stupid decisions. Right. You kind of change you. It's not that you can't cover a truck payment. That's probably can. But use that reserve that would cover the truck payment to be your reserve to keep your ass in business. Now, was that a soothing monologue I just gave? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it's 2021. And, you know, 
common sense is not popular right now. You know, you're, you're not allowed to, uh, be a part of the conversation and, uh, and, and offer any good news or, or, or try to come, you know, try to look at an, an issue from another direction. That's just not allowed. And so, you know, we say what we say, um, because of Larry's positive experience and my negative experience, you know, Larry had some negative experiences too. Um, mine are just bigger, <laughs> you know, um, and more recent, but we say what we say because it works in every economic condition. What was that comment? Do, 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 do. Uh, keep in mind guys, we're on an extended up cycle, an extended up cycle. The down cycle is coming. Okay. When it comes, you have to be able to make it through there. And what you're doing today, you're not going to be able to do when that happens. You're not going to get on the low board and do eight, ten thousand dollars weeks. Okay. That's not going to happen. Mark asked, on the downturn, how much will that 67,500 be? If you're doing 108,000 miles a, a, a year, what's well, the math problem? Um, the rates were as low as about a buck 25 during the pandemic. Okay. Now that's as low as I can remember seeing it in a long time. But even if they drop to a buck 50, just do the math. And then, and then that's not the most important part, Mark. What's your cost on that? Because right. you see, if, you, if you've got a truck that sucks fuel, all right, and you and you 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 can't control cost. Then now you can't afford to drive the truck because it co your cost per mile is what will dictate what that sixty seven five is. Is your cost per mile? Yeah. Now, if you've got a paid for truck, and you you've been, uh, you know, running this partially retired schedule, and you're you're not killing yourself to make that sixty seven five. And the things drop, well, you just increase your utilization. You work harder for less money, but it may stay the same. You know, it, it, it may not be 67, five or it may not go down, but your amount of time you spend behind the wheel may go up. Absolutely. Know, it's totally you know, subjective. I can, I, I can make 10 phone calls right now and book out a week for 10 grand for a driver. I make 50 phone calls in a in a half a day when the, when the cycle's down to try to book out a driver for a day or two, you know, it, it it's a whole different thing. It's a whole different mark. And, and look, it, you can stick your hand in the sand and say, well, I bet this cycle come. And it is. And when it comes, it will be here longer than this cycle was. Can you live through it? I don't know. You know, something else we don't talk about very often is that what about your maintenance fund? If you can make a if you can make a truck pay, why can't you make a maintenance fund? Nobody does. I didn't have a problem with maintenance fund. I just didn't have one. Yeah, most people don't. Their maintenance fund is who can I borrow money from? Mm -hmm. You know, and all and Landstar, well, they'll give you some money. They'll give you a contract loan if you haven't gained money up to a point. Yep. And then your settlement's gone. So when you get your settlement, you've already it's like a cash advance. It's gone. Well, doom and gloom, Larry, man, he's just a, he's just a bastard, you know, <laughs> bad news bastard. Listen, I want, I, there's nothing I want more than you to be successful. 
but you got to change the way you're thinking. You can't do this like everybody else does that you know. Right. Now, if you got, if, listen, if you've got the money to write the check, listen, I'm on your side. But write the check for half of what you've got so that you've got the other half still in reserve. Okay. If you've got 150000 don't go out and buy a $150,000 truck. Go buy a $75,000 truck, write a check for it, and have 75000 in ready reserve because you're going to use it. And then start putting 15 cents a mile, every mile driven every week in your maintenance fund. And oh, by the way, put 11% of your gross revenue in a savings account for your taxes. Oh, nobody talks about that. Let's just cover the truck payment. No. Here's what you got to cover. The truck payment, the maintenance fund, the tax savings account, what you have to pay you to do the job. Your fuel, your other cost. When when we bring in a new driver, and this pretty much happens with all of them, is we have to try to activate your natural curiosity. And sometimes in order to do that, I have to respond in a manner that seems a little abrasive. <laughs> because a driver will ask me a question. <laughs> and, 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 uh, you know, I've got, I've got the newest one in, in my mind and, and I love him. He's a great guy, but, <laughs> but it's not uncommon. It's, it's pretty much with everybody. Okay. I'll give you an older example. We were talking about tolls, you know, talking to, we had two drivers in a training session and we, we start talking about tolls because their tolls were ridiculous because they weren't planning. And the question came up. Well, how do I find the tolls? I said, G-O-O-G-L-E. Google it. Every toll authority has a website. Go find it. But we know what we know. Larry, you know, in a, in a year coming into this industry cold, was expert level because he started asking a bunch of questions and finding the people that had the answers and everything that we pass on has, it's not like someone has come and just bestowed the information on us. We've either gotten it from experience or we've went looking for it. And so we have to kind of reprogram someone that comes here to ask the right questions, learn how to ask questions, learn how to be curious, learn how to go find the information, especially when the agent has just emailed it to you. Read your email. Well, how does this work? Where's that at? Read the email. It's right there in front of you. Read the instructions that came with, you know, what, but we, and I don't know if it's a social media effect or what it is, but, you know, it, it was so quick to, uh, somebody put a, a question in a Landstar group earlier today. It was, well, how do you do something? And the comment was like, why don't you call them and ask them? Well, does Landstar do X? Call them and ask them. Don't get on Facebook. Good God for all that it good and kind don't get on facebook and ask somebody if you have a question call landstar call hazmat call compliance call logs call whoever it is but for whatever reason we want to look to the person beside us that could be an idiot moron and could be stupid see i used all the words right there in one sentence you did you just got us in trouble now we'll be in facebook jail now right the, 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 tr the effort it takes you to ask them on Facebook, you could go to the authority. 
Because all you're going to get on Facebook is an opinion. Right. An opinion. And believe me, truck drivers have opinions. Okay. Whoa, believe me when I tell you this. Okay. Why not just go to the authority? I mean, the, the, the person who has that answer for sure is available 24 7, 365 on your little iPhone. What do you call them, Chris? What do, what do you refer to that whenever I ask a question? You go, let me go to the. Oh, the book. Let me consult the book of knowledge. Book of knowledge. Let me consult the book of knowledge. I think he's got the Bible out. No, he I, got that from, I got that from no agenda. Consult the book of knowledge. Um, y'all, literally, we, we literally have all of the world's known information in our pocket. You know, uh, you have to have some discernment, right? You have to be able to kind of figure out what's real and what's not. Um, but man, and it might um, not be the first hit on Google, but you might have to dig into three. Well, yeah. Okay. 100% not the first hit on Google. I, I would even, I would even go to the first page. I'd go into the next, I go to yeah. the first or second. Ooh, Oh, and yeah. start there. So, but the, the big picture here is me asking the question. Okay. You, you signed up to come to work for a place that, says we're going to train you how to be an owner operator i'm wondering how you're not curious what those tolls cost at least curious or at least curious how things work but i don't necessarily always get how does it work i get well what's the answer giving you the answer and not giving you the tools to find it doesn't really help you you know, and so there are times we have to let people do stupid things and reap the consequences because sometimes that's the only way you learn. And it's like, oh, wow, I did something really stupid that cost me money. Um, that's why we that's why we're here to let you experience some of those failures on a small level so that you don't step on it when you're, you know, when it really, really matters. Um, but. And it's the whole reason I started a podcast in the first place because there was nobody to go to. And, and I would ask certain questions and I, I realized when I was asking the right questions, nobody had the answers. They had a bunch of bullshit. You know, they had a bunch of opinion, they had a bunch of stuff that didn't make any sense. And so I was like, well, I've kind of walked through this a little bit. So I guess I'll put out what I've done in this podcast thing. And, and if it helps you, it helps you, you know? Um, and then of course drug him kicking and screaming into it, but we, we got to question everything and, and learn how to be curious, you know, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to do. Well, you know, the, one of the things that we, well, not one of the things, but the number one thing we talk about at our orientation, and it has nothing to do with driving the truck. You know, it's like, you got to understand that for you to be successful in business, not doesn't matter if it's this business or any other business is you have to become a problem solver. And that sounds so cliche, yep. but that's exactly what he's talking about. Well, how do I find out what tolls are? 
Well, now, really, you're in a grown ass man <laughs> with an above average education. That's just you not Thank trying. You. Okay. I guarantee you, if your ass was locked out of your truck because you left the keys in it and it's running and your baby's inside there, you'll figure out a way to get to hell in that truck, right? Yeah. You won't just, or or you or if Facebook you lock the keys go, in it at Goodyear in Fayetteville on a Friday night and you're trying to get I home, you say that okay? I was just going <laughs> you to figure out how to take the window out so you can get in a damn truck. Here, my number one guy is calling me. I've left my keys in the truck. I'm like, really? Well, here's the chance for him. My number one guy to be a problem. So it wasn't 30 seconds. He called me. I'm in the truck. There you go. Uh, I'm going to jump Matthew ahead of the line here because this is great. So I thought the podcast was recruit drivers. Okay, serious business. This was an accident. Total accident. Total right? byproduct. Total byproduct. Didn't even think about it. Like, I, I literally, you know, I'd had this and and he knew about it. He knew that it existed. Of course, he didn't know what a podcast was. Still don't really. Right. And so it was just something that I did occasionally and never because he loves to air out his dirty laundry okay he loves to let everybody know his business i'm not i see i'm a lot more (laughs) private than that okay i try to keep my shit to myself but he just gives it to everybody okay here look at what i did i'm fucked up and i'm broke and i'm (laughs) I'm like really of course that was my that's what attracted me to him and then so my whole my whole thing was um wow Dude's got an interesting story. You know, I just wanted to tell the story. I, that was it, you know? And I'm like, well, Hey, it's, you know, it's cool. And he's good on camera. And, you know, we have the conversation and <laughs> I'm a, I got a face for radio. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. this started out as audio. I'm reminded. Right. Okay. The first yeah. seven or eight things were yeah. audio only. And then he springs this video. We're going to start video. What? We're going to do what? <laughs> right. So what we realized the phone started ringing and we went, holy crap. Like this brings in good drivers. Like, you know, I'm going to correct you there. This brings in good people. Well, right. Good people. Really good people. I got the the best people in the business and I'm not bullshitting you. The stupid morons, (laughs) they wouldn't listen. Like they're totally uninterested in, in, in anything like this. So we're naturally attracting people like the 30 that are watching right now that are already at such a level above the guy that just walks off the street and goes, Hey man, you got a truck. I'll I'll drive your truck. I have a CDL. I have, I can fog a mirror, you know, and you're going, well, I guess you can drive. You got a CD. Some idiot gave you a CDL. So here, I guess we hold that thought. Let me stick a little story in here. Okay. 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 Listen, I'm on a list at Landstar perpetually. Okay. <laughs> now, you, you used to have to rejoin this list like every 90 days, you know, you just fall off of it after 90 days. Yeah. I stayed on the list. I, I, I talked to Trudy up there. I said, Trudy, can you just leave me on? She goes, Yeah, I'll leave you on. <clears throat> and so I'm on this list with Landstar that it, it's at recruiting. So if you're a, if you're a, a BCO with a, with a truck that you can't fix, or if you're an interested driver that wants to come to Landstar for the freedom and you don't own a truck, they refer you to this list of BCOs who have trucks that need to be driven. 
And man, I used to love getting those calls because I mean, here's somebody that needed a job and I needed a driver. Worst people I ever put in a truck. Mate, mate told Chris, are they he, worse than BCOs? No, I was getting ready to say, okay. The, 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 the only people worse are other BCOs. I never, ever, 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 ever let a BCO drive one of my trucks ever. And so, you know, this almost put me out of business. Okay. I mean, it's, listen, I love doing this and I loved helping people, but I'm like, my God, you know, I can't find anybody that I can help because they're complete 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 beyond help mm-hmm. all right and number number two they don't really know one they know more than i do okay but yet mm-hmm. they're broke and they're wanting to drive my truck but they know more than i do and so i'm like you know i'm dumb dumb not this is uh, uh, uh. now i find this clown okay and then he's got this podcast thing he wants to do, all right? And I'm just putting it up with him. I'm tolerating him, trying to humor him and, you know. I had no idea, guys. I mean, now when I get one of those phone calls, I don't even really know I'm on the list. I probably ought to call her and just tell him to me off. But, you right. know, I mean, sometime, someday, maybe some, maybe. But I get a phone call at least once a week. And and it's, well, uh, Landstar told me that you needed a truck driver. <laughs> the first thing that I tell him. I'm like, listen, Podge, first thing you need to go do is, is go do Google Blue Ribbon Podcast, all right? And, and listen, start at 49 and go to at least 79 or 80, and then you call me back if you're still interested. And I never, ever hear another word from him. You know, okay? Right. Now you take over. But that, I, yeah. I'll, I'll follow up. Go ahead. It, 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 you would think that the two of us would be smart enough to think that a, a podcast would bring in like be a, a recruiting tool, but literally didn't think anything about it until, uh, because we hired a few, like in the very early part of our, our relationship, Oh, we hired a couple Lord have mercy. <laughs> and and uh, listen, you know, cause back in my mind, I'm always like back in the day, well, I just need two or three more trucks. I just need five or 10 or 15 or whatever. I mean, I just need a bunch of trucks and, and I'm, and I'm good. And then, you know, I go, I do my deal and I get with him. And the first thing he tells me is how much he hates hiring truck drivers. And I'm like, ah, I can't be that bad. Yeah. So then we hire a couple and I'm going, y'all, I'm going, okay, maybe just a one truck operation for me. Wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> Cause I'm thinking if, if these if these, dare I say, idiots are what we have to choose from, I, no thanks. I'll just, I'll just go get me a truck, make my one fifty. I have, I've, I've seen the promised land. I've figured out how to do it. I on my own, I can go be a millionaire in a few years. I'm good. And then we did this podcast, and the emails start coming in, and I went, holy <clears> crap, <throat> like. Whoa, this, this is a huge opportunity. So totally by accident, totally unplanned. Um, we, had, we had no idea that would be the no- today. Now, now, look, listen, I love all of you and we'll help all of you. Okay. But I'm going to tell you right now that the, the, if people, people don't believe it. They, they, I have ages. I feel people call me all the time. They, they want to know about our operation. How do you get these drivers? And I'm, I'm, I kind of play with them. I go, well, you know what? We just don't hire truck drivers. You don't do what? We don't hire truck drivers. 
what do they do? They, they cooks or what? No, we, we're just looking for really, really good people that need an opportunity and, and, and want to understand how to become business people. Trucking just happens to be the vehicle, no pun intended, to do that. Because it's so easy to set yourself apart from all those other people that just fog mirrors that want a truck driving job. And so it, it just, it, it, it's the secret sauce, you know, now look, I'm glad we do it, but why do you think that we can take drive, take trucks from other BCOs and make money with them and they can't keep a driver in it? I got BCOs right now that go, how do you make any money doing that? Trust me. Let me, let me just assure you of one thing. If Larry W. Long is in it, he's making money at it. Okay. Cause if he wasn't, he'd be gone. Got news. 100%. Okay. So it's, um, it was completely by accident. It was Matthew. Right. And, uh, but it has been the golden egg. It has, it has been, it's been the goose that lays the golden egg. And so that now, you know, I mean, and, and honestly, we, we have, if I looked right now, I guarantee you there's probably 20 applications in our box we haven't even looked at yet as far and not not to mention called so and i don't want to discourage anybody because we we want you to continue to show your interest but i can't i can't get trucks at the pace you guys want to come here now that's a very good problem to have and i'm very flattered to have it but that's where this other program has has spawned is that look if we can't hire you maybe we can still help you now i didn't intend for this to be a you know, a, um, what's the word, Chris lead in, um, there's a word for this, a, a broadcasting word. Um, um I, 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 I can't think of it. Anyway, anyway, I, I didn't intend for this to, to lead to this other part of what we want to talk about here, but the last podcast we, we published officially our dispatch mentoring, coaching, blah, 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 um, opportunity. And it's been really, really well received. And um, we're um, to the point where we're going to continue doing this. And we have a, uh, let me look at my calendar before I say this. Segway. Willie Williams bringing the heat. Thank, Thank you, Willie. You, thank you, Willie. By the way, Willie's one of our three new guys coming on in uh, April the Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. April sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. If um, if you're interested in learning about what we do, now look, we're not going to. You, you already own a truck, or you, or you're you're still a company driving. You haven't bought your truck yet. We're, we're not going to beat you up about your truck. We we want to help you be successful in business. All right, we're not going to tell you you got to go sell your truck and all that kind of stuff. We'll 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 work with what you got, but we'll make you the best at what you are with what you got. Right. So here's what here's what we're doing here. Okay. Every so often we have to have an orientation because we're hiring more drivers. All right. Yeah. So we're calling these now live events because. All of our mentoring, coaching, dispatching customers are permitted to come to this orientation where we're teaching our drivers what to do for us. 
But it's a lot bigger than that because we're giving them all of this knowledge, you know, how to control cost, you know, how to do this, how, all the things that we talk about, everything we've done a podcast about. We do in a two-day span. I used to go to a seminar in Kansas City with Kevin Rutherford that took a week to do this. And that's where I learned most of this stuff, you know, or a lot of it. Well, we've, we've, we've boiled it down to two days, okay? And you're going to be there with our drivers. You're going to be there with some of our drivers that are back for review. You're going to be there with our, with our mentoring customers, our dispatch customers, some of our truck owners. Uh, it could be a uh, Carl. If everybody wants to meet Carl, well, Carl's going to be there this time. The man, the myth, the legend. The guy who thinks everybody thinks he's a ghost. We're going to prove to you he exists. But April, what I say, 15, 16, 17? Uh, 17? Uh, six, 16, 17, I think. Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday, yeah. Be there Thursday night. So Friday and Saturday in, in Hurricane, that's spelled H-U-R-R-I-C-A-N-E. And for the rest of the world, it's pronounced hurricane unless you're from there and it's pronounced hurricane. And that's spelled H-E-R-K-E-N, hurricane, okay? No. Um, but there's a T-A there in hurricane, and uh, you can park your truck there. I've got some people that are flying in and staying at a hotel. That's even better if you want to do that. Um, but you can come and attend this thing. If you're one of our customers, it's 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 it, it, it's it's part of what you've already hired us to do. If you're not a customer yet, and you think that you'd like to do this and and understand this and be a part of this this thing that we're doing, it's two hundred and fifty dollars for the weekend. We provide all the meals. You can stay in your truck. Doesn't cost you anything to do that. Get a load there on Thursday. Get a load back out on Monday. Um, we'll have Carl look at your truck while you're there if you want. And for for both, that's my fa- that's my personal favorite part. The food's pretty good, and the, but I love the food's your favorite part. Okay, I love food to eats, watch. Right? I love to watch Carl turn loose on somebody's truck. Right? Yeah, because. Everybody either lives with the, you know, the delusion uh, (laughs) that that the truck is running and it's not making any noise and any funny smell. So there's nothing wrong with it. It just just passed an inspection. Everything's good. And then Carl gets in there and you walk away with two pages of stuff, you know. Oh, well, you got this here and that's getting ready to leak. And that's all that's that's rubbing. Oh, see that rust right there. And. And it's just fascinating to watch because they're like, I had no idea all this crap was wrong with my truck. It's not now, obviously like tomorrow, but he's telling you yeah. that, look, this is going to happen. You know, now, yeah. you know, and you don't have to worry about being on the side of the road sometime. Now, he's look, we're not trying you, to, we're not yeah. trying to say you work because he can't do it. Okay. I mean, there's yeah. no, he's going to tell you what you need. You're going to have to go get it done somewhere, but, yeah. uh, but it's, it's just fascinating to watch him tell you the stuff that's going to break in 90 days, yeah. you know? In, in, in 30 days, it's going to put you on the side of the road that you're completely unaware of. And it's just fascinating to watch, you know, and I've watched him do it with all of our trucks, you know, and I get that text message. Hey, hey we got to do fix this, that, and what, the other. What and you going to do about this? Yeah. Hey, what you going to do about this? You know? So, and another thing too, you all know that you know, we've heard us say fuel's your number one cost. 
So we're going to look at your truck and for fuel mileage and see if there's anything we can suggest to you that would help you lower your cost on fuel. And everything, everything we talk about, all the business stuff, okay? If you're a BCO we're, or, or coming to going to be a BCO, we're going to talk about Landstar, okay? If you're never going to come to, to, BCO, to, to Landstar, it doesn't matter, okay? It's yeah. still owner-operator, leased to a carrier. It's business is business. 250 bucks at the door, two days with throwing all the food. If you decide to be a customer, we'll take the, the $250 will apply towards whatever package you sign up for. And we have yeah. packages from $250 up. So it just depends on how much of us you want, how often you want us, and whether you want us to come live with you or you just want to call us. Okay. So that's how we can help you, even if you're not working for us. Okay. And so we're going to have these occasionally. Now, it's not going to be a monthly thing, but it's going to be as we have the demand. Or as we uh, are doing orientation for some of our own people that we're hiring, we're buying trucks. We're, we're actually we're trying to buy two more trucks right as we speak. So, um, um, so um, now and we're the, bringing in more of the lease trucks, and we're bringing in more lease trucks. We got one. We're picking up one tomorrow. So I'm uh, probably <laughs> well, probably after we get through this event, I'll bring Zeke on here. Um, my oh, by the way, my wife is planning a takeover. So uh, her and some of the other wives from this last event, they, they're all conspiring to take over the podcast for an episode and give you all the female perspective. So that, that, should, be inter- that should be entertainment gold. Now, um, let me tell you one more thing, okay? Yeah. I'm, 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 this is a, my little salesman. Once you come to one of these, once you, become, once you come to one and you become a customer, you're welcome to come anytime. Anytime there's one, we'll publish it. You can come again. There's, that doesn't cost you anything else. Okay. And so, um, anyway, uh, two, you got two weeks to get there. Let us know in advance so we can plan for you. We got to have food. We got to play. We got a place for you to sit. You know, if you're going to drive your truck, we got to try to find a place for you to park. We can reserve spots at the TA. We've also got a go mark that we can block off some spots. We'll we'll yeah. find you a parking spot. Okay. Yeah, we got um, some parking opportunities. So let us know. There's a place on our way. Well, it's up right now. We've got our website, BCO Manor. You can fill out a little form. Uh, let us know that you want to come. Uh, I'll I'll forward you the um the the uh, information about the program, and and again, it's just um. You know, it, it's as much of us as you want. If you want us to dispatch, if you're if you're at Landstar, you have to be at Landstar, and you want us to dispatch you and bring your revenue up eight ten grand a week, we'll do that. Or if you just want to, hey, teach me about this, teach me about that, coach me. We also have an accounting package. Okay, I can set up your books for you to do it. Let me go back to uh, the AD, ATBS. Thing. I, I can't slam ATBS. It's better by far than nothing. Right. But I believe with all of my heart. And if, and if I can do it, listen, I'm not an accountant. I, I learned accounting from a good friend of mine and, and, and bless his heart. But everybody who's in business should become somewhat of a bookkeeper. Okay. Because the numbers mean more to you. The problem I have with ATBS is it's a bunch of data entry people that don't, the numbers don't matter. If they, if they put it in the wrong account, it doesn't look funny to them. If you're doing it and it doesn't look right, then you'll pick it up right away and you'll fix it. The only reason to have numbers, there's two reasons. The IRS requires it. That's the number one reason. But the other two is for you to make business decisions. It's for you to be able to turn on a dime and fix a problem 
way before it becomes catastrophic, kind of like all samples in your motor. Right. It's the all sample of your business. All right. So I want you to understand that this is not hard. It's not hard to be a bookkeeper. Believe me, it's not hard. We no. can set up the system for you and teach you how to do it, or we can do it for you. Okay. We can even hook you up with people that can do your tax returns. So even if you're behind for 30 years or whatever that case well, might be. I used this example with our drivers last week that um, in 2007, when I was a company driver for Schneider, that had I had no computer skills, none. But I was interested in tracking my just pay, my loads. And so a buddy of mine gave me a bootleg copy of Microsoft Office and told me to Google how to use it. And so in 2007, a guy with no computer skills taught himself how to use Excel. And I tracked every load. I tracked the mileage, the beginning and the end. And I mean, it was kind of dumb, but it was, you know, if I can do it 14 years ago, you can do it now. It's so much easier to do it now. You can do it on your phone. Um, you know, it, it, you should be building the habits now, even if you're a company driver, track your loads, track your fuel, create those habits now so that when you become an owner operator, you don't have to start from zero. So, um, the accounting thing is huge. I want to try to get to a couple of these comments cause I've seen some back and forth going here. Here we go. Jeff Ironman, looking at a 2007 P386 Cat C1513 speed with 355s. I can pay cash. What do y'all think? I've learned so much from this. Do you both? Uh, subjective answer coming. Personal opinion. <laughs> um, I love cats. I, I love cats. Okay. There's nothing wrong with a cat. Um, however, a 2007 C15 is an A-cert. Is going is should be an ACERT twin turbo. Now everybody's gonna say, "Well, just take that off and put a single turbo." You can certainly do that. I'm not gonna do that. Um, if it was a 2006 Pete with a Cat C15 13 speed 355 6NZ, yeah, I'd be all over it. But not an 07 Cat. I would not do it because you know. It, now, risk again, risk, risk, risk. If you're busted with that, that engine single turboed and not the way it's supposed to be, it's not worth the hassle. Um, you know, not when that, that you're going to pay cash for that truck. What probably more because it's an 07 P386. You could probably buy two Columbia's for that and pay cash for them. Well, let, let me let me give it let me give the business answer to this question, okay? The biggest problem I see, number one, is fuel mileage. Okay. The number two problem I see is that repair cost. Yeah. Um again, you're paying cash. I, I if you've got money, I it, it's I I can't I can't criticize you too much. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Now, now this is the business guy talking, not the trucker. All right. Mm -hmm. So the Pete and the cat, 
those might just be Jaguar and, and Mercedes. I, it, it, that doesn't affect me one way or another. But here's what I will say. Detroit 60s are cheap to fix. Let me give you an example. Yep. This guy put this head gasket on the DD-15 the other day, $10,000. We put a head gasket on one of our trucks the other night, 1800 bucks. Okay? Now, they're both trucks. <laughs> crazy. They're both trucks. Yep. They both haul freight. If you, uh, and again, I, I, well, I, here's my soothing monologue. Your ego needs to be in your bank account, not in the four, six, eight wheel, ten, 18 wheels that you're driving, in my opinion. If this is your first truck, especially, it needs to be your bank account. People don't really give a crap what kind of truck you pull up in. You're, it's a tool. Listen, I was a, I was a professional time for 35 years. Okay. People would laugh at my equipment. You know, I got paid to do a wedding. My last three weddings, I got paid $20,000 with my shitty looking equipment compared to some of the people. You think I, do you think that my bank account gave a rat's ass? What kind of equipment I used? Yeah. It's a tool. It's just a tool to accomplish a goal. And in, in, and in business, the goal is profit, because if you don't make it, you can't stay in business. The kind of truck you drive to get there is way down the list, unless that's your ego. That's a different story. But now we're talking about personal things, not business. And that's a dangerous thing to do. Yeah. If it's a hobby and you got another job, I know a guy right now that's a green brand in the, on the army. Okay. He's got a bunch of old trucks he likes to drive around in. He's probably listening right now, but that's not his business. He gets right. paid to train green berets. That's his business. He drive all these cab overs and shit he wants. But when that becomes your business, that changes yeah. everything. If you want to stand, but that's the whole thing I try to teach people here is that you got to separate this romantic cowboy trucking thing from trying to stay in business, you know? Right. Because that's what's going to get, that's what's going to help you accomplish your goals is you staying in business. Is this horrible? Probably not. But could you do better? Absolutely. Yeah. Could I mean, you get it for it, less money? Absolutely. Could if you, you look at it. A P386 is an aerodynamic truck as long as it has the fairing on top. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have the big cans and the big square hood on it. Um, that motors the problem. If it was an ISX and it checked every other box, I, I might, I might would buy it, you know. But, you know, Cat left on highway trucking for a reason. You know, they just said, y'all, we're out. See ya. And the Acer um, and the Acer's what did that, right? Okay. So no, that <clears throat> you know everything about this truck is probably not bad. You know it's probably aerodynamics. Got a thirteen speed. It's got three fifty five. All that's good, but that motor, I, I just I just wouldn't do it. It's not not worth fooling with. Uh, okay, let me see. I, I do I do applaud the fact though that you can pay cash. That that yeah that's that takes a whole lot of the risk out, but you can do better. And you'll, again, it, it's just a business decision. It's not a emotional or in, any other type of thing. And I would, I'm mm -hmm. going to venture a guess that this truck is priced somewhere between 22 and $27,000. And 
Oh, and that's what I was starting to get to a while ago, and I got distracted. Um, after we get all done, I'm going to bring Zeke on here and let him tell you what he's been up to. Because uh, he just bought an 07 uh, Century for $5,300. You know, um, this truck is probably going to be twenty two to 27000 um, because it's a Pete. It's, you know, I mean, if it's got good paint and all that stuff on it you're going to spend so much more money in acquisition and then have to go through and do all your fuel mileage modifications if, if you're going to do everything else. And so it's just, uh, and so this segues us into the next comment. Speaking of trucking with Alley, speaking of the ideal profit make truck, is it still a 2007 or earlier Columbia? And are you finding plenty of inventory out there? Uh, yes. Still the 2007 or earlier inventory. It's challenging. Take you a while, okay. Challenging, there's but not impossible. There's inventory, but the yeah. first thing, the first question every time I look at one, is the EGR deleted? And when they say yes, then I say no, thank you. Okay. Yeah. So that's going to be the no. Everybody wants to buy these trucks and delete them, okay? Because that's what they think they have to do to, you know, to. And that's that's we we've we've been through that. We're we're not doing deleted trucks. We're not going to buy deleted trucks. We're going to delete tr- trucks. Uh, I'm not, um, you know, I'm here to teach people how to stay in business and deleting a truck is not the best way to stay in business. You're one inspection away from having to spend $8,000 just to get it off the side of the road. So, um, and then the next question is what is the gear ratio? Gear ratio is max and they don't have a clue and what transmissions in Mm -hmm. it. So we can measure the fine because Larry's got a formula. I mean, we can, we can put the numbers in. If we know the final drive, if we know the tire size, we know the gear ratio, we can tell you if this truck's going to be profitable or not and if it's got 390s no at you know and it's six thousand dollars to change even those three fifty thousand that cat if that if that transmission is not geared right that that's still not good so you yeah. there's there's another part of that equation we need to know now you get the van we can assuming it hasn't been swapped out i, I would rather you get the model number off the components okay yeah. That way we know for sure what we're dealing with because we want to make sure even listen, there's an 07 Columbia's that get horrible fuel mileage. <laughs> just yeah. because, it's just like saying, I'm going to go get Michelin tires. Well, that's great because they make the best one for fuel mileage and they make the worst one. Just getting an 07 Columbia doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make any money with it because the, it could be, it could have been made for, you know, logging, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you've got to make sure it's spec right. You know, uh, and back in the, you know, the late nineties and early two thousands, when the fleets were buying trucks, they were putting super tens in them with three nineties because they didn't, they didn't, the fuel mileage wasn't an matter. issue until 2003. Yeah. Nobody cared. We all got five miles to the gallon and it, you know, the and trucks would run for months without being shut off. Another thing about 2007 you got to watch about. There's a whole bunch of them out there with Mercedes engines because that was the last year. You could get a Mercedes non um, DPF, and so uh, everybody ordered them up, and now they're all coming out on the used market. And as much as I loved mine, as far as it, you know, I got the only one that was worth a shit though. The rest of them aren't. So um, only, only a Detroit 14 liter in 07, non deleted. Yeah. I mean, and they're, I, they're they're out there. You just have to take your time. I mean, look, we've been looking since when 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 we when did we go to Michigan? It was cold. It was real cold. It was real January. cold. 
Jan- January or early February. I'm not, I'm yeah. not remember, but I mean, I, I just, I'm just now got two trucks that uh, we're going to buy if they check out. I mean, we're, we're to the point where yeah. everything's good on paper. Now we're going to go play eyeballs on them. We're looking at one next weekend and I don't know when we're going to see the other one. Vince and the guys going to be yeah. available, but and- you just have to take your time. And, and, you know, don't get discouraged. There's going to be a, you're going to see a whole lot of them. You're going to say no to before you find the one you're going to say yes. Now, Zeke, he was probably looking half-assed for a couple of months and came across one, you know? Yeah. Um, and the, 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 the willingness or the, well, the ability to walk away, you know, the will, the willingness and ability to spend some money to exclude a truck and be willing to walk away from it. You know, yesterday, yesterday I'm sitting in a dealership looking at a truck and my wife texts me and she was like, well, have you, you know, you made a deal yet. And I'm like, no, I haven't even threatened to leave yet. <laughs> you know, I, cause that's, that's part of the dance. You know, the dance is I'm going to stomp my feet and hold my breath and throw a fit and, and threaten to leave. And okay, I'm now I'm leaving and I'm walking out the door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You know, there's, it's no difference. It's go look at a truck and take a car with you. And be willing to pay. Absolutely. I mean, Zeke went and looked at two, two other trucks that he took Carl with him, you know, at like 400 bucks a pop, you know, and Carl went, nope, nope. And then this one, you know, 5,300 bucks. And Carl went, we got us a winner, you know, let me tell you, let me tell you why you take Carl with you and and pay 400 bucks because you can pay $10,000 for a truck that you think is great. And have eighty five thousand dollars in it in the next couple of years. That four hundred dollars that Carl charged you would have oh, been man. a bargain. Okay, yeah. would have been a bargain. So absolutely, get a get a good person's second opinion. And this truck that he bought had a bad transmission. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we fixed it for two hundred dollars, two hundred bucks. Fixed the transmission. You know. So now we're going. He's we go hop. Carl is going, it's like Christmas time. You know, everything on his wish list is being delivered at his feet. New bushings and new shocks and new this and new that because we paid 5,300 bucks for the truck. So, I mean, it's got Pittsburgh power this. And now, I mean, you know, everything, all the modifications. I mean, this truck is going to be a moneymaker. Yeah. But now, another thing on an 07, got to be careful of. I completely lost my turn of thought here. Uh, gliders, engines, uh, transmissions, rear ends. Uh, it's gone. Crossover year emissions. There was another. There was another 2007 thing I was going to warn you about. Well, you mentioned something there. It, on 2007, make sure 2007 and a half mm-hmm. is where DPF came out. Okay, you do not want it with DPF. Okay, make sure it doesn't have DPL. You, know, you just you can't go by the VIN or anything. Get under it and look. You know you have to skip 2008 to 2014. Just yeah, walk away. Don't even it pops up in front of because I just saw where did I see that in the comments? Somebody said I've got a 2008 for sale. No, you don't. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's gonna say. I, I know. It's gonna sorry. Say. I know. It's gonna say. Go ahead. They're going to tell you that it had an overhaul in the last 300,000 miles. Oh, right. If there's no paperwork, there's no overhaul. Okay. 
And by the way, don't pay extra money to get an overhaul by the buyer. I'd much rather pay you less and I'll go do the overhaul because then I can control the quality of that overhaul. Right. Those are not all created equal. Okay. You can no. get Chinese parts and do that for half the cost of a, doing it right. But then you've just got half the truck by doing it that way. So, um, again, be, be careful. And, uh, but, but to answer your question, yes, you're in the right market. Columbia's or centuries, by the way, we, we either one. So, um, Oh, so yeah. Oh, Steve here talking about, he's got an 08, but it's deleted guys. Uh -huh. Get behind me devil. Uh, <laughs> no, luck. no, no, no. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's, so this is something good to hit. Larry or Chris, what if you're able to offer your opportunity mentoring virtually? I pay on your website, and then you conduct a FaceTime video for all the participants. No travel, no that's, hotels, no that's parking. Gotta be, that's got to be my one. I know who that is probably. Okay. <laughs> Not Look, we 2021 taught us that virtual can, can work, okay? But here's what you're missing, okay? This event that we did – couldn't happen online. It, you, you don't get the value of sitting around, going to dinner, having lunch together, which is what Larry's experience was at the CMC back in the day, right? Yeah, some of the stuff you can do virtually, and a lot of stuff it has to be done virtually because we're not, um, we're not physically together. But this event thing, you, you, you can't do this online. It, it doesn't, doesn't have the same effect. Listen, everything that we do at the event, you can, it, it, it there, there's no secrets there. Okay. You can get it. You can go buy Kevin Rutherford's program right now for three or 400 bucks on, on how to, you know, buy a truck, but it's not the same. Right. It's not the same. The, the, it, it, it's, it's, it's the environment. It's the networking. It's the. You know, it, it, it's, it's the, it's the whole thing of interaction. Okay. It's, it's my soothing monologue for <laughs> two full days. It, it's, it's just not the same because there's things that we will, will react to. There's things that, that we will emphasize. There'll be lots of, of, of examples of, of, of real things. And, and then what, what makes it good is it's, it's not just me because it's everybody else there that participates, you know? So, you know, I, listen, I, I know what, I know what's a pain in the ass to get to West Virginia. Believe me. Okay. But there is no substitute for the environment, the one on the, not necessarily the one on one, but the face to face thing. And, and it, it, you listen, we had people that came last time that were, that came on, what would you call it? Speculation. Okay. Now, I'm not trying to tell you that we're trying to make this into a sales thing, but both of them left there and they bought a full package. And I know that they didn't come there thinking that they would do that. But that's how that's how valuable that they thought it was after after we, they came in the door, you know, not expecting any of this. It, it just blows you away because you don't expect what we're going to give you. And, you know, look, we could, you can watch 84 episodes of, of us and, and hear it all, but right. it's not the same, you know, and, um, I'm looking as good as I am. I'm much better live. Okay. That's just, all right. I'm do it, so. 
Um, okay. Oh, so Matthew says, um, what engine to look for after 2014? Cummins. Yeah. Again, subjective answer. Cummins. Opinion. It's opinion here. Not, opinion. not a DD-15, I can tell you but that. But when you've been burned by DD-15 as much as I have. <laughs> and not a Cascadia. Okay. Oh, God, no. I would say a, K- a KW with a Cummins. Is what we're, yeah. you know, we're not we're not there yet because those those trucks are still more expensive than we feel like you should have for your first truck. You know, we're looking yeah. at a twelve to fifteen thousand dollar truck. Those trucks are a little bit more than that. Twenty fourteen, by the way, is a no no no. It's a twenty fifteen, yeah, or later. But probably KW with the Cummins is probably what we'll look at doing when they, when those come down in price range. Yeah that we're that we want to be you know so you're looking at t680s you're looking at 579 pete's uh 380 what I've, they've changed all the damn numbers uh, but aerodynamic you know. aerodynamic <clears throat> okay and then properly specced again uh, what we've got we do need to find out on that cummins like the proper gearing what's the sweet spot you know to know on the cummins i think jury is still out on the PACR engine um I, i've heard people love them uh, even the new Volvo engine, I've heard people, you know, have good luck. But the big thing is back in the day, late 90s, early 2000s, you could walk into any one of these dealerships and you could just, they would literally get out of a yellow pad and you'd say, what do you want? Oh, I want this motor. I want this transmission. I want this front axle, this rear axle. I want this interior. I, I mean, you could, you could select a number of gauges on the dash. Emissions comes along and all that's out the window. And now everybody is having to uh, design the trucks bumper to bumper. That's why the, the Detroit Freightliner is it's all in one. It, it, there is no option. There is, there's no other engine option. And Cummins has managed to hang in there to be in the internationals, the Volvos, the Pete's and the KWs, but everybody's got their own motor now. And we're probably heading to a place where I don't know what happens to Cummins. They probably end up bailing out uh, like Cat did, you know, because KW and, and uh, Pete are going to have Pycars and Volvo's going to have Volvos and Freightliner's going to have Detroit's, and that's going to be it. Um, I, I will tell you this. We have one, and we're getting ready to have a segment. They're not ours. We're operating them for other BCOs, Okay. We do a service on one of our trucks. Of course, we don't oh. change oil. You know that, okay? But even if we did, even if we did right. change oil, you're looking at about 300 bucks. Yeah. A service on that freaking KW was $1,000, okay? Yep. A thousand, not a dealership, okay? No. And we bought so, the oil cheap at Walmart. Yeah. So here's still, again, I, I understand. Go to 2015. They're easier to find, da, da, da. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the maintenance cost, the the it's not just the cost of the truck, but you're going to spend a lot more of your cents per mile operating that truck than if you go back and get the 270 and 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 take your time and find it. I'm just telling you, it's uh you know we don't we won't have any choice at some point in time. We'll have to, but until then, I'm 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 not gonna I'm I'm gonna hang on to it. Well, another that, thing uh, to think about too with with one of our 2001 to 2007 trucks if a light bulb goes out i don't have to wonder if it's a two thousand dollar module it's a light bulb yeah. or a switch or, or a piece of wire you know yeah <clears throat> it's not a i mean all these bells and whistles and stuff they're really cool 
Um, but and, and we're people that embrace technology, you know. Right. It, but it's just look it, again. Remember our model: first truck for the first time on our operator. That doesn't make sense. You you you're raising the risk factor by a multiplier. It's just a truck. Yep. It's just a truck. It's the tool. Now, once you've got money in the bank and the risk is gone, I don't care what you buy. But if this is your first truck and this is your first time in business, the truck, believe me, I'll tell you this, the truck is not important. You right. think it is, but it's the least thing. Every day what you do as a business operator, that truck will be 10 or 15% of it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're, you're, you're spending a lot of brain power right now on something that really doesn't matter. You think about it this way. Okay. Obviously at some point it's coming that we're going to have to do what we do with 2015 and newer trucks. Think about for a second, how do you ask yourself the question? Well, how's blue ribbon going to go at a 2015 truck? Very very carefully. I mean, we already know that if we brought a, if we brought a, a 15 or 16 right now, the first place it's going is Pittsburgh power for a diesel force cleaning. That was my next comment. What's that? 2,800 bucks. The first thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No question. You know, so when you're making your list of all the stuff, well, you've got to put an OPS on, that's a thousand bucks and you got to try pressure monitors and you know, all these fuel miles, but you get now you've got another cost from day one, first bit order of business, Pittsburgh power, diesel force cleaning. And then we'll talk about doing the rest of the stuff. So we're, I mean, the clock's ticking. It's just a matter of time before we run out of these old trucks and the others come down in price. And I guess all these 2008 to 2014 just go to the shredder or Mexico. You know, of course, probably the, you know, I'd say the people South of the border don't want them either. Well, they'll um, put they'll put sixty series in them. Well, that's true. We, yeah. That's what happened to ours. Right. That's now, thing else it's say. running around now with a sixty series in it. We Illegal did this nail. experiment. Yeah, we did this experiment. We got this truck, this 2010. 2010 Cascadia for nothing. Um, and oh hey, we we get this truck for almost nothing. Here's an opportunity to try it out. God, what a disaster! And so when the guy from North Carolina comes up to get it and I'm going through and I'm showing him everything we've done to it. And he's like, yes, we will put the 12, seven in. And I'm like, yeah, but you can't do that. He's like, this is not a problem, you know? And I'm like, well, okay. I, you know, I have, I have guy who can do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got a bunch of El Salvadorans, you know, or something. And careful, they're going to jerk at DD 15 out of there careful. and they're going to put a 12, seven in it. And they're cause they don't care you know, and they're either going to run it here until they can't run it or they're going to send it south of the border uh, and it's going to go away. Uh, oh, back to well, the 2015. Sure enough, diesel force cleaning is a must. Okay, you got to get that that DPS system cleaned out. And I hate to say this, but you're also going to have to run Bruce's cat, uh, catalyst in it because that will keep it from yeah. sitting back up. So you're going to have to run the catalyst. You're going to have to get the diesel force cleaning done. Uh, because you got to get all that, what, what's wrong with it out of there. And what's wrong with it is going to be the DPF being stopped up with soot. Okay. So that's, that's, a, that, that's a day one thing. So the comment, what is diesel force cleaning and what does it do? So 
It's a magic act. It's pretty awesome. So somebody developed this this procedure where they hook this machine up to your engine and they pump this foam all through the engine. They plug up a thing and it opens and closes the EGR valve and it runs it through the cooler and it runs it out through the DPF and the catalyst. And it runs this foam all the way through the engine and it comes out the tailpipe. And they, they've done videos where they'll take a borescope and look down inside the engine. And it's amazing that this foam just goes through and eats all that soot. A soot is the problem. That's is your, is your enemy. The soot is the enemy with our trucks. The soot goes out the tailpipe, right? But with this DPF SCR stuff, the truck has to capture all that soot and do something with it. Well, it can't, you know? And so unless you run, you know, we're, finding out that this catalyst that Bruce is selling um, is supposed to do away with the soot and, and fix the problem through combustion. But when you've got all that soot in there, and I just talked to a guy the other day that says, um, you know, he had a rebuild at 700,000. And I'm like, why? And he was like, well, soot build up. Sure. Know? And they're, yeah. and they're like, the only way to fix it is to, it's to rebuild know, it. I'm going, damn, you know, that was probably 30 grand dollars to fix a soot problem. You yeah. Know. So, and this is probably, it's probably two or three years old. You can look it up on YouTube. The, the, the videos O O G L E. Right. Um, and so now, you will have to replace every sensor in it. It ruins every sensor. No, no, it doesn't ruin them. It can give them goofy readings. And that's why we take you to Pittsburgh power. Um, and I don't think it ruins the sensors, but the sensors have had soot built on them for so long there's a chance that they have to do it. So they have, they have to have the truck because it's going to pop up with goofy issues that they got to work out. It's not just dump the cleaner in it, but you have to change the oil, change they, the oil they, and you'll end up changing a lot of sensors. Yeah. But they put this but cleaner in the oil too, and run the truck and, you know, good all through there. So, I mean, you can still do extended drains like we do, Sure. But only up to about 250,000 because at 250,000 miles, you do the diesel force cleaning and it cleans all the soot. There's one video I watched where they they took the DPF filter out and weighed it, mm-hmm. put it back in the truck, ran the diesel force cleaning, pulled the DPF out, weighed it again. And it was a bunch lighter because it just cleans everything out. Um, so then Matthew comes behind that with a question of what is this catalyst you speak of? <laughs> oh God, here we go. That listen, this is Bruce Mallinson's voodoo let, chemical. Uh, let, let me let me give you a little history here, okay? All right. All right. Bruce Mallinson owns Pittsburgh Power, okay? We're a huge Pittsburgh Power fan. We buy their products and use them on our truck. Um I know Bruce now since two thousand eight. All right. And um Back when we were doing the CMCs, all right, there was two or three hundred of us that our thing was we tested everything. And one of the things we tested were were additives, okay, because all these crazy claims about especially fuel additives, but even oil additives. um, And we found that not any of them worked, none of them, to the point that we just finally said, look, there's a blanket statement. Fuel additives don't work. I don't care what it is, what they claim, it doesn't work. Now, we've since found one that does. We use FPPF because we don't get asphaltines and we don't get algae. So we use it prophylactically. All right. Did you, by the way, did you see it's all that? It's an emulsifier. What? Did, did you see all that, all that, uh, 
all that talk on Facebook this week about asphalt teens? Did you see? Did you catch any of that? I did not. It was on the D, it was on the Detroit Diesel Group. There, people are finding oh, people yeah. are finding black stuff in their fuel, and and algae side doesn't fix it. Hmm. We've known that for a long time. It's not algae. It's asphaltine, and asphaltine is a product of ultra low sulfur diesel and and water. So we use FPPF. We don't have water. Okay. So, but anyway, I, I digress. So now um, this lady, this engineer, this bio to engineer it comes up with this product, this catalyst that basically it allows the combustion in the cylinders to be more complete. In other words, soot is caused by incomplete combustion. All right. This catalyst added to the fuel, very small amounts. It's expensive, but you only use a couple of ounces of it. Um, it will make the combustion more complete to where it doesn't produce soot. Well, if you don't produce soot, then you don't clog up your DPF. So the, the, the strategy here is to clean the DPF and your system out completely, the, the, thus the diesel force cleaning, and then run the catalyst so you're not putting soot back into it. There's lots and lots and lots and lots of success stories about this. Okay. Now I, I can't give you a personal one because we really yeah. don't have any experience with it that much. We've tried it on a couple of roller trucks. We really can't tell the difference, but we don't have to do it anyway. So, um, but there's lots, if you'll do the research, just, just do, um, what there it? are plenty of people that I trust that have, that have worked it and, and have found it valuable. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I had a 20, if I had a truck with DPF in it, I would run it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I would, you know, because I, I know what, I know what a one box costs. Right. And, and I, I but I can't, it. neither one of us can personally testify about it yet. I'm sure it's coming. Um, but you know, there's enough people that we know, um, that are not blowhards that have, you know, because like he said, I mean, in this community around Kevin and Bruce and, I mean, they test this stuff and test it, test it, test it, test it. And they've got the testimonials. Um, you know, I'm surprised Bruce hadn't tried to sell it as a cure for COVID, but you know, it cures everything else. Um, you but, can just, you can just call Pittsburgh power, Google Pittsburgh power, and it's 200 bucks a gallon, but you don't yeah. use very much of it. We yeah, big fans of APU. Eh, uh, not so one, much. one ounce for every 25 gallons, you know, yeah. so it takes a while to run through a, 200 uh um apu is probably the most expensive maintenance item on your truck yeah now uh, you know in 2009 when they came popular fuel was almost five dollars a gallon it made sense since then there is no the return on investment is years it's beyond the lifetime expectancy of the apu so we have trucks with them on it but it means nothing to me i will not pay a penny more for it when we're buying a truck and i hate them now if when fuel gets back to five dollars a gallon later this year i might change my tune but right. if i were going to get one i would never buy a new one because you can buy a remanufactured or used one from the guys down there in, in uh, Springfield. What's the little town? Not Springfield. Um, oh, shoot. Your voice just got really low. Um, like volume? No, just like you dropped an octave. Oh, I don't know. 
Um, I uh, there's a TA right next yeah, to Springfield, Missouri. Stratford. Stratford. Right behind the TA in Stratford, there's a little APU place. Bob's APU, APU Center, APU, APU Center. Center. Yeah, half price, reman warranty, used ones. If I'm going to do one, I'm going there and paying thirty five hundred bucks for it. I'm not paying nine thousand dollars for an APU. Yeah, there's no way to get your money back. And they listen. I spent thirty five hundred dollars on one last year in maintenance. Okay, that's why I hate them. All right. We could have bought a bunch of diesel fuel for what we spent on that stupid thing. And, and listen, if you're going to run. So here's the thing, though. Like I've heard a lot of people say, you you cannot idle these emissions engines. It just the idling kills them. So they're like, well, you got to have an APU. If you're not going to idle ever at all, you got to have an APU. Well, if you're going to have a Thermo King, find somebody to work on another Thermo King. Because but you better have a fat wallet and some Vaseline. When you get there, because they are going to tear you a new one. Uh, these Thermo King dealers are awful. And and if you run, if you get the diesel force cleaning done, and you run the catalyst, it doesn't hurt to idle the motor. Okay, you're not building soot. That's why they don't want you to idle it because it fills down right. soot. So uh, no, not not I, at this. I, I can't see the return on investment. You know? Yeah, it's not there yet. Mm-hmm. Especially on our truck. Now bunk heater, yes, bunk heater. 1800 bucks absolutely absolutely but apu no i have uh the only experience i've ever had with an apu has been in the last year with these two trucks and the question is always well i'm going to turn it on now is it going to stay on is it going to work is it going to shut off for some weird reason is it going to run my batteries dead you know is it going to be there for me when i need it I, i i just don't I don't have the, I wish I had the level of trust in them, but I just, I just don't. Uh, and, and the ones that heat your coolant, I mean, you've got, what, what if it thing has a, it has a leak and pumps all your coolant in the parking lot? Yeah. I'm not crazy about that either. You know, if I was going to get one, I wouldn't attach it to the motor. I don't think, listen, when you're an owner operator, you get to choose where you're going to drive. And I don't drive up there where I had to have, you know, my coolant warmed in, in the, in, in the wintertime. That ain't where I'm going. So well, if you'd still be running that run you was running a few weeks ago, you'd got your ass froze to death down there in Texas. You know, when it's yeah, like you, 20. You can't, you can't make decisions on the exception. You make the decisions on the rule. Okay. When it's in the 20s in like central Mexico, you know, everybody else is in trouble. I leave. I just leave the truck on. Okay. Right. Just leave the truck on. Okay. Well, uh, can wow. you believe we've gone two hours? Two hours. You probably have nobody still listening. Thirty-five. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't really know what to say about these people. Um, Sick. They're, yeah. They're, they're, they're they, they have no life. They have no life. Hey, the live event two weekends from now. You know, it, listen, it change your life. Okay, if you're in business, are you going to be in business? Come, come, let us help help you. Um, get started on the right foot or let's help you, you know, correct the course. If you're having trouble, we've got a lot of VCOs there that are, that want to come because they, they're, they're struggling. You know, they're not making the kind of money that we talk about. Look, if you're going to do this, make the money. I mean, it's not that hard to do. You just have to understand how to control your cost and raise your revenue. And we'll teach you how to do both really, really good. We're pretty good at it, by the way. Calculate yep. bastards, aren't we? <laughs> Listen, you put the two of us together and there's nothing we can't solve. It's hard. It, you know, 
You want to be in a foxhole with him and me back to back. That's all I got to say. Yeah. We, life's pretty good. Yeah. All right, y'all. We've done enough damage for one evening. Uh, y'all check us out. Blue Ribbon Logistics.com. Chris at the Blue Ribbon Logistics.com. Larry at Blue Ribbon Logistics.com. We'll see y'all next time. Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs>